Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. Ding ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, Episode Twenty. We are recording live from Fafa Sixty Eight, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. Hello, listeners. And welcome back to podcast number twenty. Yeah. As you can hear, the roles have reversed again. It's me, Anthony C. Benton, in the big black chair. Indeed, the man with the plan. And my co-host, as usual, is well, the host that's normally the host, but is the co-host. What today? You're my co-host, Chris Bradshaw. Yeah. There we go, Chris Bradshaw. Yeah. And we are joined today by the lovely Miwa Bradshaw. Miwa Bradshaw. So hang on a minute. You two have got the same surname. So there's something going on there. So tell us, Miwa, what is your personal relationship to my uh, coast? Well, if I'm allowed to say, well, I have two young children whose father is this guy sitting next to me, who is Chris Bradshaw, and I am his wife. Or as I like to say, my significant other. <laughs> Shout out! So you are the beautiful young lady who was uh, unfortunate enough to、uh, fall in love with、uh, my fellow host here. I was young then. Yes, it goes back to two thousand and five. Okay, so I won't ask you too many questions yet about you two because that actually fits in nicely with our theme later on because we're talking about mixed marriages. So oh, you've let the, you've let the cat out the. Just, cat flap. That's not a big deal, is it? People will know. They'll come to it. Well, you're allergic to cats, so it'd be a massive deal. Yes,、it? we don't want any cats in here making me itchy. You're already fidgeting on your eyes because we have a new studio cat, haven't we? Yeah. His name's Marley. Kick the cat. <laughs> it's another one for a sound effect, right? If anyone does anything wrong, kick it. <laughs> it's a new game we can play. Kick the cat. Hosts <laughs> not doing what they should be doing. So, meanwhile, where are you from? I'm from Japan. Okay.、Mm. How long have you been in China? Since two thousand and nine. So you came just after Chris, I guess. Yes, he came here one year before I came. He came towards the end of two thousand and eight, and I came the following year. Did you come here because of Chris? Uh, because he begged me to. Begged? I can, yeah, I yeah. can well, see that. I think if the listeners could imagine, this is two thousand and eight. Um, trying to persuade a young Japanese. Girl to come live in China,、um, yeah, no, that's quite a sales tactic. 
um, to kind of win over there. So you're a good salesman. That's what you're saying. It didn't take it didn't take begging, but it did take some forms of. Are you sure, Christopher? (laughs) I'd never get down and beg. (laughs) Well, maybe it's certain. Just on one knee for the proposal. That was in India, yeah. wasn't it, when I proposed? Uh-huh. Oh, proposed in India. Yeah. There we go. Breaking news. The song Breaking News by the Sun It Sends is about myself um, proposing to Miwa. Oh, yeah. how sweet. So there you go. A little plug there for himself. Sun Yat Sen song. Breaking news, yeah. Breaking news. We can't, Listen to it. We can't play it after this pod because we've played too many, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Yeah. So, the first Japanese person, Anthony, I think on there, regardless of it being my wife. That's true, yeah. yeah. We're doing the uh, international rounds, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. So yeah, yeah, our first Japanese young lady. There we go. And, and first Japanese, Japanese, well, not well, that you're a man, but man. Yeah, first Japanese person, full stop. Man or lady. <laughs> and what are you doing in China? Well, I do, Not much. <laughs> I do more than one thing. I'm quite busy. I'm currently studying to um, finish my degree to yeah. be fully oh, certified. Cool. Good for you. Early childhood educator while, um, you know juggling with other and you do a bit of zumba dancing yes i do right? yes i'm a zumba instructor as well so zumba, I, yeah yeah explain to little what is zumba in case well, it's not zumba. Oh, it's zumba. Zumba. oh zumba sorry zumba. Might pronounce, oh, zumba. <laughs> they call it zumba it's a um, latin latino style aerobics class okay so like it's not people think it's like too dancey or it's too like cardio exercise but it's kind of in between I try to keep it fun, so you know whoever comes to my classes can have fun, but while you know getting some exercising. Do you know what the tagline is for Zumba? I have no idea. Let's party! Yeah, it is true. Really? I don't know, it's, it's a really good job what they've done. It's gone massive now in England and stuff. You go to the gyms in America and um, England and Europe. I'm sure the listeners would attest to this. Zumba's everywhere now. Yes, yeah, yeah. because I think what they've done is they've taken maybe boring. We've known about aerobics for a long time, and they've taken it out into the kind of clubs yeah. and bars, and they've made it Latino and a bit more sexy and a bit more colourful. It's and, an um, exercising discussion. So this is a worldwide phenomenon and spreading. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. China's now, isn't it? It's just starting to. Come I didn't through. know it was such a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been teaching Zumba here for the last probably four or five years since Zach was born. When I first started, like, not many Chinese people were interested, but now, like, most of my participants in my classes are Chinese. Like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And Chinese Latino dance has always been quite traditional ballroom, ballroom style, style, isn't it? Yeah. High heels and things like that. Uh-huh. So it's taken a bit of time for, to change the perception, um, but it's coming through. Of course, Miwa did the Zumba in the Magic Island last weekend. Um, Magic Island. That's a festival that uh, Chris that has just did. done last just weekend. Just before it rained. The third yeah, it Yeah, a little bit wet, wasn't it? Rained a fair bit for that. I just think sometimes the rain it can bring people together. So we had a, we had a, a yeah. great time still. But did you get up to a bit of dancing? I was watching some of the videos today. I didn't see you there in the zumba. The zum? No, not the zumba. The I zumba. did. Uh, Zum, Zumba, sorry. It's because right, of Z-U-M-B-A, right? Because you danced with your umbrella, Zumba. didn't you? Yeah, I did my little geisha girl umbrella <laughs> yeah. dancing in the but, rain. But the thing is, Zumba, I think it's very much, and it's not just for females, but no, it's you not. tend to find it's very much more male, don't you? But, sorry, yeah. more female oriented. I think, uh, especially with like a female instructor, you know, just with uh, the way we move, it's kind of easier for females to follow. Are you saying men can't? Move. Did I say that? Anthony? 
I don't know. Can they move in a, <laughs> I mean, in a Zumba style? Absolutely, yes. Probably on the dance floor, if you look to add. Do, do you have many men joining yeah. me? No, unfortunately not. I have had only like a couple of Chinese men who tried, who joined my classes before, but because of that reason, you know, not many men in my classes, they're just. We did have one funny story, right, about a guy in your Zumba class with uh, a long snake, right, in his tight shorts. Well, it's not Moroccan snake dancing, is it? Charming snake. <laughs> I don't know what Anthony's talking about. <laughs> you mean the man scary, in the mankini? Yeah, the mankini that joined your class and had a rather scary looking wild animal bouncing yeah. around in the cage. Is that, is that what you have? Yeah. Interesting. Chris told me he's interested in wildlife. <laughs> anyway, Anthony. Uh, okay. So, well, welcome, Miwa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming in. It's taking long enough to do, isn't it? And now it's time for Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning. Is, is China a safe place to live? So, is China any, a safe place to live? Yes. Any okay. thoughts on that? My initial um, thought was yes, except for some maybe like particular regions, like up north west, mm-hmm. where like guns using weapons are legal. But knives, me A knife, okay. But um, yeah, this particular part of China, I say yes, it's. Yeah, the, it's, it's very. Safe. I think the story that you're thinking about was many years ago. After I persuaded you to come here all those years ago, you drunk a guy under the table we all those years ago, and he pulled oh, yeah. a rather big uh, <laughs> Mick Dundee knife out and proceeded to um, put it towards me. Oh, well, there's a story. Um, and he okay. was from Xinjiang. Of yes. course, you're right. He can. They can bring. They're allowed to carry knives up yeah. there, but not. Oh, wow, really? Here. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 the way I see it, Anthony, is the world is um, generally uh, a safe place, depending, of course, um, on certain pockets and also your behaviour. Um, I, I would say China, compared to England, is a very safe place for bringing well, up Japan. families. Mm. Well, and Japan. I, I've never had any trouble here, touch wood, in China. I've had a very safe experience in China. The only issues I've had, of course, are with the roads, which can be pretty hectic. Yeah, we've sure. as far as the standard of living and being out in the street. Because, like, one of the things that always worried me when I, you know, if you go out for a few beers with the lads in mm. London, you're always going to come across a fight. Well, and, and even ninety percent of the time, I reckon. When I when I was in Liverpool, mate, <laughs> you go back home after a night out, right? And we, just by walking home, you can get into a fight because yeah. there's just people out there wanting to fight. Yeah, um, they get drunk. Guess, yeah, and just want to want to start trouble with someone, don't they? <laughs> yeah. But you don't really. I've never ever had that in China. Never. Well, that's and I've been here thirteen years. I have seen like between Chinese men, like you know, wanting to pick a fight. Yeah, in the bus and stuff. So well, I think we don't. Men will be it's men. Different experiences. Yeah, and I think also foreigners have got into some trouble here. But generally, in the large part, when you hear the story, they have asked for it. You know. Yeah, so as you say, the behaviour, right? Yeah. How you behave, and uh, yeah, that's the only time I've heard of foreigners having trouble with Chinese men is generally when they're being a little bit leery and maybe boisterous, especially towards maybe some local girls. Yeah, something like this. And so the Chinese guys don't like seeing their Chinese girls treated in a certain way and maybe the foreign guy gets a bottle round the head or something. I mean, this yeah. is why, of course, your wife doesn't let you go out anymore, isn't it, Anthony? I know. <laughs> but yeah, generally safe. 
Safe place. That's not true. I'm a gentleman. Yeah. Very yeah. polite. To the Straight ladies. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a safe place, as I'm sure most of the listeners who are living here or come in here um, should imagine it to be too. It's, it's so yeah, any, anything you hear out in the world that's uh, any news or anything that portrays China as being an unsafe place, don't listen. It's very safe. If you want to come to China, come. Yeah. Come and see it. It's great. So it's time for guess who? We've got to remember. So are you two ready? Your flow is like a block the drain pipe. My flow's great. <laughs> Shuffle through my papers. We're on schedule. So our guess who was born on the 1st of October, 1893, and went on to become a grand master in Kung Fu. You did explain to the guest what guess who is, didn't you? Or she got to guess what guess who is before she guesses. That's true, but she's... Have you listened to a podcast before me? Well, you have, right? Yeah, I have. What's your okay. favourite one? Uh, the one with Zach. Oh, oh yeah, 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 a little bit biased. Sorry, yeah. Before I, I go into the, the guess who, for me, well, guess who? I am going to explain someone to you. Are you drunk, okay. Anthony? No, I wish I was. <laughs> he is acting like, he's acting like, isn't he? He's sweating. Big coffee. You, you're turning red, Anthony. Am I? Maybe it's the allergy to the cats. Or the uh, slathering of tea oil that I put all over my face to stop me itching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you not to put it on your orifices. That's the best place to put it, no? <laughs> so I'm going to explain a personality to you. A famous Chinese person. You have to try and guess who mm-hmm. it is. Sorry, I'm getting my uh, introduction and my description the wrong way around. <laughs> I'm going to describe who it is to you and then tell you what we're doing. Okay. It's better the other way around, isn't like it? Years, like to come the other way. Okay, you? let's get back to it. <laughs> so, born on the 1st of October, 1893. Nice glasses, Anthony. Thank you. <laughs> You said I looked very studious no, last time. It makes me look intelligent. I didn't think anything could make me look intelligent, but it was nice of you to say so. Well, that's what friends are for. <laughs> so, Grandmaster in Kung Fu. Okay, right. He grew up in a wealthy family in Foshan, oh. in Guangdong. Oh, don't say. And received a traditional Chinese education. He started learning Wing Chun from Chan Wa Shun when he was seven. Chan, his master, was 64 at the time, and uh, guess who became Chan's last student? Due to his teacher's age, he learned most of his skills and techniques from Chan's second eldest disciple, Wu Chan Sok. His master Chan lived three years after his training started, and one of his dying wishes was, was to have Wu continue teaching him. Sorry, did you say who's taken your sock? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I haven't. Who has my sock? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do Wu Chan Sok. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you know what they say about socks? You just lose them all the time. So I think it's our wives. They eat one. Wow. It's a conspiracy. It's a wife conspiracy, yeah. yeah. They have like this uh, sock racketeering thing going on around I the world. I suppose sock they... does rhyme with something else for me, doesn't it? I think Moving on. At the age of 16, he moved to Hong Kong with the help from his relative, Lung Fu Ting. Some interesting names coming out here. During his time at school, he saw a, f- uh, a foreign police officer beating a woman and intervened. The officer attempted to attack him, but he struck the police officer down and ran to school with his classmate. His classmate later told an older man who lived in his apartment block. The man met with him and asked what martial art he practiced. The man told him that his forms were not too great. The man challenged his Wing Chun in a sparring session. 
So I guess who saw this as an opportunity to prove that his abilities were good, but was defeated by the man after a few strikes. His opponent revealed himself to be Lung Bik Chang Hua Shun Senior. So his previous master's senior. Okay. And the son of Chan's teacher, Lung Jiang. After that con- encounter, he continued learning from Lung Bik. <laughs> Sorry. Those are crazy names, huh? Well, actually, they're crazy names. Very lots of you're, interesting names. You're losing me with the names, to be honest. They're not hugely important. Just listen to the story. He returned to Foshan when he was 24 and became a policeman. He taught Wing Chun to several of his subordinates, friends and relatives, but did not officially run a martial arts school. He went to live with one of his students during the Second Sino-Japanese War and only returned to Foshan after the war, where he continued his career as a police officer. He left Foshan for Hong Kong at the end of 1949 after the Chinese Communist Party won the Chinese Civil War because he was an officer of the Kuomintang, the Communists' rival in the Civil War. Initially, his teaching business in Hong Kong was poor because his students typically stayed for only a couple of months. Mm. He moved his school twice, first to Castle Peak in Sham Shui Po and then to Li Tat Street in Yamatai. By then, some of his students had attained proficiency in Wing Chun and were able to start their own schools. Some of his students and descendants sparred with other martial artists to compare their skills and their victories helped increase his fame. Is this still in Hong Kong? Now he's back to Hong Kong, yeah. He died on the 2nd of December in 1972 in his unit in 149 Tung Choi Street in Hong Kong from throat cancer. So... Very sad, not a nice way to go. But his legacy is now the global practice of Wing Chun. Yeah. So Kale practices Wing Chun. Yeah, my son, yes, Kale is doing Wing Chun. I I, I know who it is. Yeah, you think you got it? I should know because we watch his movies. No, and I I think all the listeners No, the listeners know who it is because he's the he's the teacher of Ip Man. That's where he. That's where he learned his trade from the guy the in Hong Kong. I can't movie. remember his name. Ooh, interesting. So we might have to ask Anthony for an extra clue later. I'll, I'll give you some quotes anyway. Oh. Here's here's a few of his quotes. One is, "Simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication." Mm. I like that. Me too. Simplicity. That, is that's what good. we go by at China Jedi, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that your motto? <laughs> Another one: Do not fight with strength. Absorb it, and it flows. Use it. Mm. So a good one for you uh, Kung Fu practitioners out there. And this one, I like this one. We all have inner demons to fight. We call these demons fear, anger, and hatred. If you do not conquer them, then a life of 100 years is a tragedy. If you do, then a life of a single day can be a triumph. Marvellous. I like that. Mm. So, don't say for now. If you think you know who it is, or if you don't, I shall give you some extra clues. Mm. Um, But we shall uh, bring that back later and uh, discuss it more. And you can tell me whether or not you know it. You always like to go for the martial artists, don't you? Yeah, well, I keep my theme. I like like Kung Fu. Well, no, it's kind of deliberate. I gave you Jackie Chan, one of my heroes, and this guy's another hero. So, we shall be moving on to Dwey Bu Dwey. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. So yes, Dwey Bidwey, guys. Do you understand Dwey Bidwey, Miwa? Yeah. OK, 
Can you explain to the listeners? Correct or not incorrect? Correct. Actually, Miwa's Chinese is very. She is a linguist, much better than I. And it's it's a lot of it's very similar to Japanese, right? Uh, We use Chinese characters, so yeah, it's easy for me to read characters, but not necessarily to pronounce. Sorry, an advantage. I remember when we came because we actually came to China in two thousand and eight. No, two thousand five after Japan for the first time together. Uh And we went travelling, went up to Shandong and climbed Mount Taishan, which is the, the mountain on the uh, five R&B note listeners. Beautiful. Yeah. Never climb it again, by the way. It's, one, it's like Mount Fuji, you do it once and never again, unless you're oh, an idiot. it wasn't that bad. Oh, it was pretty bad. Hard work. Anyway, uh, Miwa uh, was pretty proficient, weren't you, in reading the Chinese menu? Yeah. She could learn, because she's Japanese, about 40% of the Chinese on the menu... So uh, 40% of the time, we ordered the right food, <laughs> and 60% of the time, we ordered completely the wrong food. I think one um, day we need to get this figure right, because we always argued him saying, like, I could understand 40% of the Chinese. I've always said 70 to 80. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. I believe That's you, Miwa. Thank you. Dway bidway, Anthony. Dway bidway. Yeah, so true or false, here it is. One in every three socks you wear were made in China, in a city called Sock City. Wrap your socks around that, listeners. That just just smells like a smelly, cheesy sock. Sorry, is that the name in Chinese or English? The name of the city? Sock City. That's a very good question. It certainly doesn't sound like Chinese. It, well, you're saying. Well, I guess the translation would be Sock City. I'm not sure what it would be translated. Uh, was it Wadza? Wadza, yeah. But if you, if you looked at the label in the sock, it wouldn't say made in sock, would it? Because there's, <laughs> there's a place near in Guangdong, actually, and it's called USA. I, I've been to it. And the reason they called it USA was so when they made the product, they could go made in USA. Mm-hmm. This is where? In Guangdong, there's a place called Guangdong USA. Guangdong has a place yeah. called... Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So... That's amazing. Really? Yeah. yeah. You should have kept that for a doy bidoy, because I would have said false. Well, but let's be honest, Anthony. I don't need to keep any, because you always get them wrong anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, discuss. What do you think, Miwa? Doy bidoy. I think we're in a lot of socks here, my darling. I'm more of a flip-flop kind yeah, of guy. Anthony's into his Nike Air Bethlehem's. Um, you wear a lot of sandals and stuff, don't you? Yeah. It's just too hot here, isn't it, for socks? So I don't really care, to be honest, if it's right or wrong. But that's not the right attitude, is it? Chris? No, I suppose care deeply. No, I suppose you, you want to strive to get this right. Okay. You got to so, keep your tally up against me. The the thing is, though, this bigot could have given us the wrong information statistically. That's, that's what I was. What was it again? One in every three socks oh. you wear in China. Does that mean three pairs of socks or three single socks? I would probably guess pairs. That's obvious. I've seen his eyes move on. It wouldn't make he, any difference. He though, flinched his eyes and he moved his body. Is there a price for this if I get right? Um, Chris will give get? you a big hug. Ah. You want to get it wrong now, don't you? Yeah, you, get, you only get a China Jedi sticker for getting the guess who right. Okay. No. And a round of applause. So, um, well, meanwhile, what do you think? I, I, I think it's... Uh, I, I don't think it's true. I think one of the bits is true, but I think he's changed well, it. Well, if the city has a... It's called, like, Sock City in Chinese, it's kind of possible. It's possible. I can see how they've done it. You know, like, maybe go, wow, shoot, and then they decided to call it Sock City. 
We went to so Kaiping. Yes. Yeah, we went to Kaiping, and um, there was a place called Shirko, Watermouth, which was all about bar. It was called Bathroom City in English. So that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I think. Okay, well, we've all got. We've got to agree. Oh really? Yeah. So, well, so I'll go with you, my honey. Okay. Now I go. No, he doesn't have to agree. He's, he's, he knows the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, we might be corrupt, but we're not that corrupt. So, so um, you think it's true, yeah? Do I? I think it's a load of rubbish, but I'll go with you. Okay. So, um, yeah, we believe it's. Uh, it's called Sock City. It, we we believe it's Dway. Are you, tr- are you sure? Dway. You're right. There you go, listeners. Listen to your intermarriagely married mixed wife. Damn it. For all factual <laughs> nonsense. Interesting. I would have, you'd have got me there if I hadn't had Miwa on my side. So, yeah, by the early 1980s, <laughs> the Datang Jujo had a population of 1,000. So, the actual city is called Datang Jujo. Okay. Ju, sorry, Juji. Designated as an industrial development zone, it quickly developed a hosiery industry centre becoming... Oh, sorry. Let's start that again. A hosiery industry centre becoming known as Sock City. The town now produces 8 billion pairs of socks each year, which is a third of the world's sock production, effectively creating two pairs of socks for every person on the planet from the year 2011. Wow. As a result, the population has boomed to 60,000, which is a huge leap from 1,000, yeah. mm-hmm. with over 100,000 employed in the area in the industry from other local towns and villages. Do you think they will wear socks? <clears throat> For free. Do you reckon? We, do. In the winter. They must get some freebies. Can we, at researchers, can we send Anthony there, not me this time, can you send him to Sock City and see if they've all got socks? Do you think they made lots of sock puppets for their maybe, kids? Maybe Christmas yeah. is great, they've got lots of stockings. So interesting. One place. Highly interesting. An, an awful lot of socks. So, it's time for China Jedi Topic Time. So, China Jedi Topic Time. If I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> this was asked by Miss Yuwanka from Suzhou. And she asked... That's a terrible name, isn't it? Yeah. Poor her. Is it? What's wrong with that? Well, I guess use the surname. Wang and Wang. Wang, Wang uh, Well, that, that could sound a little... I've never heard Chinese sound. Unfortunate. Like Wang no, because if she lived in England, Wang. she'd be called Wang Ke Yu. Yeah. But because he's in China, it just doesn't oh, go well. Oh, first. Oh, dear. Please excuse my... Uh, Fellow people in the uh, studio, Miss Yu. I think you have a beautiful name. What is her name again, Anthony? Sorry, it's just... Miss Yuwanka. <laughs> I think you're saying it wrong, Wait. Anthony. Yeah. Wang. Ke. Mm, the, the the researchers are they're not particularly happy with how you're saying it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And her question is, what is it like being in a mixed marriage? Or of course, what she obviously mm-hmm. means, what's it like being in an interracial marriage? Which I feel is a very apt question, especially as you guys here are obviously mm. in an interracial marriage, myself included, mm-hmm. to my Chinese wife, Fu Lei. Yeah, your, your third attempt. <laughs> <laughs> is it, or is it your fourth? Seventh. Seventh, <laughs> yeah. But we don't. 
point. Count the same sex marriages. So it's, it's, it's not very interrational then. <laughs> interrational. Do, do you want to go first? Or yeah, would you like you got any comments on that? Like, What's it yeah, like being in a... You want to hear my yeah. thoughts on it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Chris sure. first. Ladies first. What was the question again, Anthony? What, what is, is it like, like to be in an interracial marriage? Sounds rather wrong, that description, doesn't it? First yeah, all, like when I heard that word, interracial marriage. Yeah, it's but quite guess, something, isn't it, these words? It's just a couple, um, coupled, sorry. Well, I think that's the politically different, different, correct different ethnic way of saying it, right? Race, I mean, personally, yeah. I'm, I'm of the opinion that we're all human and we're all from spaceship. Well, uh, I am, you're not. <laughs> No, I'm not sure where I'm from. I landed here, though. Ideas. Um, <laughs> Especially in those classes. But, you know, for there are people that like to uh, segregate us into classes, aren't they? And draw lines and barriers yeah. and borders and tell us that you're different from him. So we shall stick with what the politically correct term is for now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so what is it? What's like? the question? <laughs> Good Lord, Chris. <laughs> Keep it political, don't go religious. What's the question? What's it like? Being in an interracial marriage. Okay, okay. Because you are from England, yeah, and your lovely wife is from Japan. I think it's an absolutely ridiculous question that you anchor has said, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is is because I I actually never thought about it. Me neither. To be quite honest, which says something. I think the fact that why my mind's never perceived this as being interracial, interracially married. So. Like you said, I, I think she's a human, I'm a human, we connected. Yeah. She liked my smell, I liked her smell. But it's strange, isn't it? People do like to draw attention to differences, don't they, for some reason? Um, Always attracted to opposites, yeah. Especially here in China, I do notice oh. with the older generations, they, um, they tend to stare sometimes when I'm walking down the street with my wife and kind of... Look at Lay like she's a traitor or something. Yeah, the thing is, Anthony, you know Haribo's are sweets. I love Haribo's. If listeners out there who love them too, then high five if I could. Haribo's. I never buy one particular set of Haribo's. I get a mixed variety. Can you? Yeah, you can go to the old newsagents. Yeah, you spell to buy them on their own. Yeah, really? You can get Haribo individuals. Really? Racist Haribo's. Okay. Uh, we get non-racist Haribo's. And, and I'm in for the mix. Um, so, is, uh, what's the question again? Oh my goodness. Stop it. No, Go really, on. what was the question? What's it like what's it being like? in a... Well, it's like any marriage, it's bloody difficult, it's brilliant, it's I think we have tumultuous. some special, like, pros and cons, you know? Being married from two different countries. Well, I feel like I'm the one who married out. You know, like, it's very different. You mean you married up? Married out, you know, like, you mean, it's, I married, you married somebody up. who's from not my country. So you married up and I married down? You mean in your kind of... (laughs) I'm like, I I don't feel like I'm going to ever live in Japan again. Oh, okay. As long as I, you know, I stayed married with my lovely husband, which I'm not complaining about. We have to be in a mutual ground where we both feel comfortable, Uh which has been China. China is our mutual ground, isn't it? But, um, you know, in the long run, who knows where we're going to end up. I'm wondering if the miss you means, you know, are there any... You miss me? Miss you. <laughs> any uh, oh, sorry, any no. cultural differences, maybe, uh-huh. that possibly bring up yeah. situations in the marriages? Because, of sure. course, if you're both from England, for example, or both from Japan, you know, you're kind yeah. of used to your social backgrounds and your yep. cultural... Language barrier must be one of the um, biggest challenges, I think. Well, you speak very good English. Yes, she's but... She's a good teacher. 
Oh, I'm yeah. not fluent. Like uh, we're having a conversation, get around the festival. What do you call it? Good banter. Uh-huh. Banter, yeah. I can't. Bit of a banter. Yeah, I can't have that with my husband. When I see him talking to like a lady from England and having a good conversation, Wait. I do feel oh, you know, I wish. And really? it's not just because my language is just a culture. Like what are it's cultural differences. You know, like I might not know who some characters in like. Famous episodes, yeah. you know, stuff that you guys. You know, only fools and horses, watching. don't you? Well, yeah. You know, Blackadder, don't you? Yeah. You know, Fawlty Towers, don't you? There you go. <laughs> That's it. There you go. You know, next year, Auntie and I are going to be millionaires. Are we? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> really what are people are going to pay us to stop making these podcasts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you've got a good point there. Language and barrier. The thing is, Auntie. Yeah, but you could flip that. You see, because the fact that. If I meet an English lady, lady, and I speak to her about those things, I'd probably enjoy it more than if my wife was English because we wouldn't appreciate it as much because it's always there, right? So the other thing, Anthony, I was thinking, because I haven't been married to an English person before, I don't know if I can properly um, really answer the question that um, Miss Yu has uh, posed to us today. But I can say one thing, a couple of pluses that come into my mind. Um, communication. I actually think yeah, God, it says marrying out. I think communication is a good is a positive for an interracial marriage because I can't speak to any of her um, family. Yeah, that. So when I go to issues, doesn't it? I'm, 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 no, it's a pro. It's a it's a pro because <laughs> when I go there, all I have to do is smile and be a clown, which I'm good at, and I don't yeah. get into any. Any family historical well, reference arguments? I don't get into any of that. So, in a way, it does give you a little bit of, you know, you're a little island. Is he seen as the clown when he goes back to your home? To, to, do all your family laugh at him? I don't laugh at me, do you? Like he's the funny. Well, just, he just they laugh on with a kind me. of surface level, you know, like he can't have a proper conversation <laughs> with my family. He just makes fun of just. He just hides my family's shoes. He, you know, does very <laughs> He's a, he is a shoe hider, isn't he? He likes yeah. doing that to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I try but and leave your home, I think it's because he doesn't want people to leave. Oh. He's afraid of letting go. What he doesn't if they know can't find their shoe, they can't go. Shoes or socks. His mother-in-law really wishes, you know, like that he she spoke English or maybe he spoke Japanese. So the thing is, Anthony. Um, I do speak a bit of Japanese because I live there, of course, where I met you. Not so much, but I'd speak much better if we lived there, of course, or maybe one day we will. But I think probably anyone out there listening now who has a wife not from their own country would say that it's been an adventure, as any marriage should be. And I love going back to Japan and that because it's something I can't identify with, so it's different. Mm -hmm. So therefore it changes my... it, it, it It breaks down stereotypes. Sure. You know, you come from England, so you know everything that people know in England. But by travelling and by marrying, marrying out is a travelling adventure in itself. You get to have your perceptions change, and I think life's all about that, isn't it? Learning from different viewpoints and seeing different yeah. things. Well, I feel the same, like married to Lay, you know, I never really thought about it being unusual in any way. You know, it was just... I bet she thought that another thought you were unusual. Pro- quite possibly... Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm just marrying another human being, right? But I must admit, sometimes there are cultural differences that do come into play, sure. and sometimes your perceptions of how a certain situation should be or how it should play out mm-hmm. can be different 
So does it um, not? Does that very fact not challenge your beliefs? Oh, well, that's yeah, sure. It gives Which you a different is, way of looking things, but it makes it a bit more exciting about. as well, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it can sometimes create arguments, of course. Yeah. But yeah, most of the time it's it's all good fun. I mean, my mum certainly learned to be open-minded when uh, Chris came to, you know, get me back in two thousand nine before I moved to China. He came to surprise me. I didn't know he was doing it. I lost mm-hmm. in touch with him for a couple of days. By then, like, I was really worried. At the same time, I was upset. And, like, after a few minutes, he turned up my workplace and uh, he put me in trouble. Because he came into my office with, like, video camera. He wasn't supposed to be filming. Oh, really? Yes. Well, surprisingly, I took the boat from Shanghai to Osaka and I, I broke in. I managed to get through the security. The only problem was I went into the wrong room. It was one of those big corporate buildings, Eli Lilly Eli, rubbish. Yeah. And of course, they saw me with a camera. I wanted to get Miwa, and she wasn't there. And they, they kind of wanted me to lie on the floor and spread my hands out. I said, that's not what we do in England. <laughs> but anyway, after that, um, when the day came for us to leave Japan, Chris, this was at my house. One morning, Chris just went to, went to talk to my mom, just wearing boxers, and asking her for permission to for you know, his, uh, her daughter to move to China. Unbelievable. Just wearing his boxers. And I'm like... It's hot. That's it disgraceful. Traditionally, it should have been done wearing kimono, sitting in Japanese, sitting... She put style. all my trousers in the wash. What was I supposed to has, do? Has your mother ever forgiven him? No, that's why she had. She was a shock, but she had to be you know, open-minded and be patient. <laughs> what is my daughter doing? Yeah. My <laughs> poor lost daughter. Anyone out there who knows me would know it was not meant to be in any way rude. Um, slightly miscalculated, probably was the best explanation. You know what, Anthony? Something's come to my mind. The other, so a few days ago, you had a Japanese morning here, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Just a kids club. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of Japanese living in China, of course. A lot of trade going on, and Juhai as well, because I know mean, you teach. Yeah, a lot, lot closer than England. Yeah, I suppose it is. Um, and uh, so the Japanese, yeah, I do love the Japanese for the very reason that they always turn up on time, Anthony. Yeah, that's that's one good thing. That's something you could learn there, isn't it? And something you Absolutely. could certainly learn there. And another thing, they always bring, they always bring gifts, don't they? Like wise men, they they bring not gold and myrrh and frankincense, but they always bring <laughs> omiyage. Yeah. And what I really love about the Japanese is they don't make too much noise. And they always leave on time. No stragglers. You have a set schedule, do you, for when uh, people should leave your no, home? I, I just think they're a marvellously kind of polite, like disciplined race. Yeah. And um, I Not couldn't want for anything else way. in my life. I really couldn't. Well, here's, uh, here's an interesting fact that I uh, discovered. In 1978, there was not a single interracial marriage registered in mainland China. Sorry, in when? Wow. In 1978. Was it because it wasn't, wasn't legal until then? I'm not really sure why. I'm guessing because China was a lot more closed off back then, wasn't it? So yeah. I, it was probably harder for people to come here. It's probably all to do with the system they had as well. Right. Well, how do you register? Yeah, how, could, yeah. how do you write the Rome, Romanic alphabet? We went, yeah, we went to Kaiping the other weekend, didn't we? I mean, you saw what was going on <clears> around those. It, was, it wasn't the best time to be in China, I would say, for... Any person that probably wasn't Chinese. I mean, here, here's, here's a nice little story. According to Chinese legend, couples destined to marry have invisible red strings connecting them. 
tied around their ankles when they are young children. As they grow older, the strings get shorter and shorter until it, it is time for them to wed. Nothing can sever the strings, not distance, changing circumstances, or love. Marriage is their destiny. Wait, where was that from? A Chinese legend. Oh. So you, well, legend. you guys must have had a very, very, very long string <laughs> tied to your ankles so uh, as children, constantly yeah. tugging you yeah. together. Do you know another thing that comes to mind? Your grandma that recently passed away, mm -hmm. her pictures of the royal family. Yes. I was just thinking about the old royal family. They never breed outside of them. Yeah, they have they must have very, very short strings. So. Yeah, they don't do that. They never... I mean, of course, old Dodie Fayette uh, was apparently getting on with old Diana, wasn't she? And then something terrible happened there, but... Someone cut the string. And, and I guess the reason is they want to keep the, you know, the gene pool strong. Right. Um, they don't want to dilute it, I guess, is, is what they say. Well, they I don't know. Royal Ch blood. Chinese have a saying, though, don't they? They say the further apart your parents, the smarter the kids. So are they keeping their gene pool strong? I would say they're keeping it weak. Because oh. the further apart... Well, because it's like... Uh, they do say, like... It's not unusual for the Chinese yeah. to say the exact opposite, is it? Like inbreds, as they say, right? If you... If, if you keeping it too close to home, then you can have trouble with offspring, right? Yeah, that's why I heard with like a mixed married couples too. There's a higher risk of their children having some kind of disabilities. Uh, really? Yes. Well, but take... That'll be the, the opposite way around, right? Because you're spreading out the gene pool, making... Well, take the yeah, eye off it and you have abilities, don't you? So it's, it's disabilities or abilities. I guess you just have to chuck with eyes, don't you? I mean... Interesting. Look what happened to you, for example, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just say one more thing sure, before, before we move on? <laughs> Researchers are just part of, I don't know why I didn't pass it to him. Well, I'll have to do this. I'm not hosting today. Oh, you've got some statistics for us. Well, statistics, schmanistics, as they, as on, they say. Oh, by the way, one other thing. One, I haven't given a negative about marrying you. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's really, I want some dirt, yeah. come on. Anthony, isn't it about time we need to move on? <laughs> Totomotakai, as they say in Japanese, which means bloody expensive. Oh. And the, and the reason is, Ooh. not just because you like I'm buying not. things yeah. on Taobao, flying to the different country oh, all the no. time, you know, for all that stuff, that does mount up. You know, if you, if you, we live, if you came from England, then obviously we wouldn't have to do so much yeah, yeah. travelling. Meanwhile, looks extremely worried yeah. when you said expensive there. <laughs> How many pairs of shoes do you own, Neil? Oh, trust me, I've less I've than you, Anthony. Shop a lot, <laughs> not um, anymore. Anyway, among uh, this is something that's given to me. Uh, Two thousand thirteen. It's four years old. It's hard finding recent statistics, isn't it? Sometimes uh, among among blacks, yeah. men are more likely than women to intermarry. Opposite is true among Asians, and they got this this little graph here, and um, men and women and. Uh, What's rather interesting, this is the percentages of how many of this ethnic race intermarries with another ethnic uh -huh, race. Uh -huh. And at the bottom are white people. So they just don't like to... They're not interested in... Interracially in marry. So Caucasians are the least yeah, likely people right. to... From this graph. So you marriage. and I are really against the, hmm. the, the, the rule of thumb. Yep. Then it's, then it's um, black people. Yeah, so black after white. And then it's Asians. But in black, I, I read this... Uh particularly men. More men like yeah. to interracially marry than women. But Asians and women. Asian men, they don't take... You're absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah the Asians who are f third, yeah, getting it on, the women like to get it on more <laughs> with not their normal type, 
whereas the men are more likely to go for their what they know. By the way, go back to Caucasian, it's it's just 50-50. Yeah. With men and women. Yeah, men and women. Okay. And then the ones that love to just spread the seed, like you and me, are the, um, would you like to have a guess? Uganda? Well, you've done blacks, whites, Asians. You've done white, blacks and Asians. So who does that mean? Yeah. The fishmen. Mermaids. Mermaids. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I don't want to say this. Hispanics? We've had white, yeah. black, Asian. What so give it? us another colour. Oh, the Indians. Indian? Indians? Yeah. yeah. So we've got the American Indians. Yeah, and they are. Oh, you mean Native Americans? Well, uh, American, by Indians, American I mean, like Indians. Indian, it's massive, but... and the, the women again more like to no, um, mix the seed than men, but it's pretty close. But they are by far up there. Interesting. So yeah, it's rather interesting. I, I don't know really what to say about that. I tell you what, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, statistics. All in statistics. <laughs> okay. Well, some interesting thoughts brought up there. Thank you, guys. Hey Anthony, um, sorry. You know, any, if anyone out there's listening who's thinking about marrying um, their beautiful uh, fiance, and and they are not from where they come from, and they're thinking, oh, I don't know if I should do this. My advice to them would be, do it. Marry, yeah. marry who you love. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go listen, for it. They listen to what your parents. Any say prejudices, and any like advice not to whatever. Go, you know, go with your heart. Who you go yeah, with your follow, heart. Follow your heart. Yeah. Follow your red string tied to your ankle. Exactly. <laughs> okay, moving on. It's time for Jingle Jangle John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle Jangle John Wen. A mouthful. Put me jingle jangle Chinese up. <laughs> Would that be classed as a British uh, jingle. expression? Jingle jangle? Yeah, because we have jingle, yeah, yeah, I think so. Jingle jangle, your keys up. Just mix it all up. Mixing things yes. up. Mix! Mix marriage! <laughs> <laughs> so today you're going to give us a, a Chinese expression, is that right, Miwa? Something yes. that you. Uh, no Japanese? I, I like to use. Find is uh, a useful expression or something that you use yes. a lot or hear a lot in China. Uh huh. Which is. Um, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt listeners. Before you do, my life. He likes interrupting his wife, doesn't he? Maybe yes. it's hard yes. yes. for you to get a word in edgeways. Maybe you could follow protocol, which Anthony doesn't seem to be doing very much today as a host, and to give us a situation where you would say this phrase before you say the phrase. Um, yeah, coming home after being out all day. Oh, hello. To my IE and oh. to my youngest son, and knowing that. Um, Am I not here in this situation? My youngest son Jasper is giving Hopefully her. Hopefully not. <laughs> my youngest son Jasper has given her a hard time because he was teething or he was just. Sounds awful. Getting, you know, over cold. I would say this phrase, which is. Shinkua. Hmm. I beg your pardon? Shinkua. Is that. Are you saying that to me? This is a <laughs> she, she's never said that to me. You. You've never said that to me. Why would I say this to you? Do yeah. we speak in Chinese? No. Does it mean give me a cola? <laughs> Did it sound yeah, like Yeah, please it? go. <laughs> yeah. No, I she, use this a lot. It's something. It's positive, and I like it. And Chinese people seem to really, you know, appreciate when they hear. Okay, this. and can you explain to the listeners what does it mean then? It means thank you for your hard work. Okay, there we go. Yeah, when you break it down though, I wouldn't say it's positive in any light at all. I yeah, think that's so the Asian perception. Let's, let's yeah. break it down then. So the first one, sin or first, sin, first tone. is the sin. first tone, flat tone, which means laborious or hard. 
And the second one, cool. Hard as in hard as in hard, like not hard effort as in touch, and effort yeah, rather yeah. than yeah, right, hard work, effort, laborious rather than yeah, yeah something that feels physically hard. Shin. And cooler, which means miserable uh, the, or to suffer. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, third term, cool. Interesting. Cool. So hang on, it means hard, laborious, suffering. Suffer. Yeah, that's to say something like that to, to English. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure would be perceived as being quite negative. You know, kind of get your tissues out. Huh? But so actually, what, what, but that, so that's, it's it's not, that's a direct translation. But like with them together, it means just thank you for your hard work, which we have the same in Japanese too. Yeah, and la obviously being in that part that like you've done it. Done, so la, yeah. and there's no tone on that. So shin cooler. But so using this when you talk to your IE looking after your kids, you're saying thank you very much for being miserable and suffering with my children. Yeah. <laughs> Just acknowledging their suffering. I think they kind of, you know, like... It doesn't point get... a positive light on the uh, workforce of China, <laughs> does it? No, it, that's very true. <laughs> this is my... Right, if anyone's out there learning Chinese now, or, you know, who speaks Chinese, I've got, to, I've got to say that this is why, number one, you can't translate Chinese literally to English. Because that does not say to me, thank you very much for your hard work. No. That says to me, suffer hard, bad, no good. Be miserable. La. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really, the, the, there you go. It's that's why it's fun doing the literal translations yeah. of Chinese yeah. though, isn't it? Because when you change it into English, it often... But that's the beauty of learning another language, right? When, mm-hmm. Why many people say to really understand a culture... You have to learn the language mm-hmm. because you're delving into the mindset of, yeah. you know, what they're actually thinking, the reasoning behind the language. Because as you say in English, that's like, yeah, what on earth would someone be? If I walked up to you and said, oh, laborious suffering. <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> you, probably, you probably agree, wouldn't you? Yeah, I bloody hate my job. But like this you said, crap. there's probably some historical reference here. Is there not? To, where to, this comes to the Great from. Wall. Well, like, to where it you know comes from. The environment shapes your language and your thoughts. But, mm-hmm. um, it, but I would use this. I use this a lot when I've asked someone to do lots for me, and I can't keep saying she she ni. I have my I say she she, and then I'll go she she ni, and then I go oh well, let's change it a bit and go shin kula. Yeah. But if someone was doing a lot for Chris, you could quite see it as being miserable. Suffering, couldn't oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I should. Every time I come here from now on, me, I'm going to say to you, Sinkula. Yeah. I do That's ask. appreciation yes. for putting you up know, with just, Christopher. I do ask a lot of people, I must admit. Just say that, and, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, now I know why you probably never said it to me. So, <laughs> should, we, should we go around and say it? That's a, it's a good Yeah, phrase. go on, say it again, please, Miwa. Sinkula. Christopher. Sinkula. 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 There you go. So, if you meet a Chinese person, they're working very, very hard for you. You know what to say, listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for the great joke of Zhongguo. Okay, the great joke of Zhongguo. You ready for this one? Ready as yeah. we'll ever I be. I think I should make say a disclaimer before right. I tell this joke. You're not a racist? No, it's not racist <laughs> at all. You're Num- an interracist? Number one, it has come to my attention from Chris that I tend to bring up policemen quite often. And I want to say I do not have anything against policemen. And I, martial artists. 
fair play to you guys. You know, you keep us all in check, keep us all in order. So well done to you, policemen. And secondly... I disagree with that statement, by the way. I think not all of them do keep us in order. I, I well, think no, the, obviously. a large majority of them are completely corrupt. And I'd like to... Um, well, I'm not going to even say well, that. Well, quite like possibly. To. Maybe we'll discuss that after the joke. Mm. So this is called The Rookie Cop. <laughs> a rookie cop. A young man gets hired as a local policeman. In China? Yes. <laughs> it's a great joke of jungle. <laughs> he has issued a new uniform, and to celebrate his new job, he decides to watch a play at the theatre. He goes to the theatre and stands in line to buy a ticket. When he gets to the ticket window, the woman selling tickets takes one look at him and says, Oh, you must be the new policeman for this area. Pleasantly surprised at being recognised, the new policeman asks, How did you know? The ticket seller says, Only a rookie cop would stand in line to buy a ticket. The seasoned ones just walk right up to the front of the line. The policeman nods in understanding and enters the theatre. <laughs> when he hands his ticket to the ticket taker, the ticket taker says, Oh, you must be the new policeman. Surprised again, he asks, How did you know? The ticket taker says, only a rookie cop would actually buy a ticket to come to the theatre. The seasoned ones just walk right in. The policeman nods in understanding and starts looking for his seat in the theatre. An usher walks by, spots him and yells out, Oh, you must be the new policeman. Surprised that everyone seems to know him, the policeman asks incredulously, How did you know? The usher responds, Only a rookie cop would actually sit in his assigned seat. The seasoned cop sits where, wherever they want. They even put their feet up to rest them on the edge of the stage. Just as the play begins, the new policeman's cell phone rings. It's an emergency call from his headquarters. The new policeman is told that the Public Security Bureau has just gotten a tip about a prostitution ring operating in some rooms at the back of a certain theatre. The new policeman was assigned to investigate. As chance would have it, the new policeman was sitting in that very same theatre. Eager to take on his new assignment, the qu policeman quickly makes his way to the back of the theatre. He takes out his flashlight and checks the doors of the back rooms. He hears noises inside one of them. He kicks the door in, rushes into the room and turns his flashlight on a man and woman lying naked on a bed. Aha! I've caught you, says the new policeman. The prostitute looks up from the bed and says, You must be the new policeman. <laughs> How did you know, says the new policeman. The prostitute points at the man lying beside her on the bed and says, Only a rookie cop wouldn't recognise his own chief of police. <laughs> well, that was a well, long-winded long joke. Long. Kind of doubles back round to what you were saying at the beginning. Don't though, put that there, on me. I haven't said anything. Well, you're the one that wanted to talk about corrupt policemen. Now, I must admit, being in China, I have come across mostly very... Honest, hard-working policemen. <laughs> you, you say shin cooler to them. <laughs> but Next there time. has been one occasion where I did actually get knocked off my Anthony, bike. Anthony, we've had this story. Let's move on. <laughs> on the podcast, we haven't. <laughs> yes. Well, let's just say the policemen weren't very helpful. <laughs> no. They wanted to help the Chinese bank manager. Yes, I know. And the, and the guy with the baseball bat and all that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, there so we, we go. share the story. <laughs> Thank you, Chinese policeman. I love you all. Yeah, good, good, good joke. I wonder what theatre he went to. So. Yeah, you want to go there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Take the wife. Anyway. It's time for Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, we chat, me. 
Okay, Jedi and Sith of the Week. Mm. Miwa, do you understand this concept? Are you a Star Wars fan? Um, yeah, kind of. What's a Jedi? Jedi, you know, it's the um, character with the um, lightsaber. Okay, and the Sith? The bad guy, obviously. But they have lightsabers too. They got red Jedi's are the good guys. Jedi's yeah. are the, the the keepers of peace, mm -hmm. and they keep that peace by going around chopping everyone up with the lightsabers. Yeah, and doing. instead of the bad guys. So basically, uh, yeah, Miwa, tell us, uh, have you uh, had any interesting stories lately? Events, people, anyone? Oh, well, actually, sure. we should ask. What should we do first, Jedi or Sith? You can ask. Answer are we me. all sharing our life? Yeah, we all do a okay. Jedi. What would you like to do first? Someone good um, or bad? Let's start with our Jedi's of okay. the week. Jedi, okay. You have a Jedi. Ta-da! <laughs> Chris, Chris is now busting out his chest, <laughs> listeners. Are you asking for, for Jedi of the week? Yes. Well, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily this week, but you know, if it's something recent, it always of makes course, it more I entertaining. Of course, I my husband as my Jedi, um, but just for oh, this one, but. I have... I'm the Jedi. Okay. Oh, now you'd like to talk to you about oh, it. Oh, Is it me? <laughs> it is. Oh. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to say? It is... Okay. Mars. <laughs> you guys know Mars? Oh, Mars. The planet Mars. Oh, there's planet someone we need Mars. to get on the podcast. We haven't had anyone from New Zealand yet, have we? Oh, you can't. She Mars just is... left. Oh, no, really? Just... Mars is not in New Zealand, Anthony. It's in space. <laughs> yeah. Mars, for the listeners, is a, is a lovely lady lovely, from New Zealand. Lovely lady. Oh, she's a lovely lady. <laughs> she comes round has tea and biscuits. She's a lovely lady. That's not how she talks. No, she, no absolutely. So she's gone, has she? Yeah, just... Back to... In fact, just before we started, I just year. went to say goodbye to her and her family. Back to New Zealand, or...? Yes. They've gone back to New Zealand just for holiday, like four months. And eventually, I think later in this year, they'll come back to China. We should, to we should invite her on. That'd be good, yeah. That'd be a good idea. Does she have a lightsaber? Quite, mm. yeah. She was actually wearing all black, so she looked like more like Yeah, <laughs> but she is definitely Jedi of the week, just because um, she's been my mentor. You know, in the career of my early childhood education, mm. she's the one who um, guided me into this career. And uh, her being having like twenty plus years of experience, she's just um, she's been a very inspiring person. There we go, Mars. Well done. Thank you for inspiring me. Well, yeah. Also, okay. she was she was great help. She was always there whenever I had a marriage issue with Chris. She was the one who I, I could thought. Vent hang to. on, hang on. Why why didn't this come up earlier? I, this is a this, chance. You I didn't dig enough lot. dirt up, did I? You did not. Darn this is new. So this is new to me. What type of marriage issue? I think the <laughs> listeners would like to know. Nothing serious. It's just, you know, when I was having one of those bad days with you, having an argument, I just needed when somebody. When you have one of your moods. Yeah. Yeah, And okay. she was the one, you know, who just didn't judge she me, who could just one. be my shoulder to cry on or who could listen to me. So. Good old Mars. Yeah, I'm going to miss her very much. I wish I could send you to Mars more often, my darling. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Chris, you have yeah. a Jedi? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> well, of course, as I'm sure listeners be aware, we just did the Magic Island Music Festival on the island. It was the third one. This time, unfortunately, the clouds opened, the rains came down, and, um, well, as we all know, you were all there. It was, uh, it made it quite a wet experience. But it was good fun. It was good fun all in the rain. Yeah, and I have to say, that's the final one we're going to be doing there. Um, this so is the Jedi, right? Not the Sith. 
Yeah, Jedi, breaking news. Okay. This is the last one. We've got different venues we're going to be doing because just logistically it's a, a real problem with the island. Um, it's so great, but it's also so annoying at the same time. But my Jedis are all the people that came to Magic Island Music Festival. Oh, lots of Jedis. Yeah, all in one because I just thought it was such a help. We had to move all the tents and the bars up to inside and then we brought them all out again when it stopped raining. Mm -hmm. And you know, all the people that helped to get the music back on. And the final live band everyone played was like, you know, five o'clock in the yeah. morning. We were still playing <laughs> still cracking live, live music. So to all those people that came to Magic Island, you yeah. are seriously magic. There magic Jedis. Good job. Okay, my uh, my Jedi's are comedians. Any comedians out there? Anyone? Any aspiring comedians? Any famous comedians? You bring laughter to the world and make mm -hmm. people happy. So you are my Jedi's. Any yeah, comedians I like that. Even though if they yeah. just one comedian focus on taking the piss out of the Benton household. That's fine. I like that. You'll yeah. make me laugh. Yeah. Spreading love and laughter yeah. around the world. Yeah, that's Laughter's good. great. I like, I like making people laugh. Because if you can't have the piss taken out of yourself, then don't listen to the China Jello podcast. Right? Oh, I'd laugh every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I laugh every time <laughs> I look at you. <laughs> hey, you said taking the piss out of ourselves. That wasn't out of yourself. <laughs> okay, Sith. Miwa, you have a Sith? Oh, this... It was difficult for me to pick a Sith, the Sith of the week. Christopher. I know, and I'm I'm really sorry, baby. Yes! It is you. <laughs> Look at him, he sounds like Darth Vader before he finally dies in yes. the volcanic corruption. Really? It's your yeah. husband? It's your yes. Sith of the week? Oh, Just Lord. because we had one you know, incident recently when we were supposed to go for lunch last weekend. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, this again, This I believe this comes from our cultural differences which is being on time. I'm not saying like I'm a great timekeeper, but I'm not very <laughs> used to just having somebody like my boyfriend, be a husband, being late to show up. You've got, you got a boyfriend, have you? Is he on no, time? But he is just your Sith of the week, right? Not yeah. your eternal Sith. <laughs> no, just, just this week, just because Ooh, he was being naughty. to think there for a minute. Just for because minute. he was being naughty last weekend. Naughty boy. Yeah. Do you know what they Try say? To be on time. The ones you hate the most are the ones that love you the most. That's true. Well, I don't know if it's true, but it's Did certainly... I say I hate you? Well, they say you can't truly hate someone unless you love them first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Sorry, my, my Sif, thank you, Miwa, for that. That's really lovely of you. Um, my Sif is actually, how terrible, it's my dad. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're, we're keeping it in the family today, then, aren't we? Oh, I might have to change mine then. Yeah, but, but remember, Auntie, no plugging. I don't plug my family. Okay. Okay. So, um, my dad, actually, just for the very stupid reason that he's now, he was work, he works at Glastonbury. He works at the um, in the disabled area, helping the disabled people to have a, a great time at Glastonbury. Okay. Glastonbury, one of the biggest music festivals in the world, um, listeners. And, and I just want to make him my sieve because I'm seriously jealous. Um, <laughs> as I record this, he is. <laughs> Live at Glastonbury, so all the a, best bands so and music a in the world. For a good reason. Yeah, a Sif for a, a good reason. So I wish I was there, and um, yeah, there you go. So it's a positive Sif. Okay, mm. good on you. So on the opposite. If uh, this is me, Anthony, I'm walking out of the studio. End of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, why did you pick Chris? Oh, <laughs> damn it. No, politicians. 
Oh, here we go. Balls oh. to them. I'm not going to get all political. Join the soapbox. Well, I'm going from one extreme to the other, right? Polit- co- comedians, because they make you laugh. Politicians. Do- if this is Trump, I'm walking out this No, studio. no, just, <laughs> in, just in general. I'm sure there are okay. some very good politicians out there that would yeah. like to do good things. But, like, do politicians ever change anything? Everything just seems to keep staying the same. Yeah, make when this a system that they're have... in, though. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Oh, we just need someone to stand up and say something different, don't we? Then they get, you know... Nailed down. Make a change, politicians. Come on, you know, stop keeping everything the bloody Anthony, same. That's interesting. When stop I went, worrying about your egos. Worry about everyone else. When I went for my interview for the JET program to, to teach in, in Japan, if I didn't pass this interview, listeners, I'd never have got to met Miwa and we wouldn't be here now. But they asked me this question. They said, I had long hair at the time. They said, if you go to your school in Japan and they ask you to cut your hair, what would you say? And this was a very important question. And I said... My grandmother used to tell me when in Rome do as Rome does. So if they asked me to cut my hair, I cut my hair. And the reason I say this is exactly what you said. In Japan, and I'm sure a lot of cultures, if the nail sticks up, the nail is knocked back down. And so politicians, I believe, the ones that you are saying that there should be, do stick the nails up and they do get knocked back down. And for me, politics needs to find a new avenue of political arenas and voices to go to out of the status quo political arena if we are to really make some changes well, that's what politically. I, mean. I want politicians to just stand up and make some but noise you, and say yeah. something different. But what you don't want them to do is set bombs off in places and kill peaceful Ideally people. Not, no, that's because that's another way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make noise with bombs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Except water bombs. I like water bombs at summer. Especially when I throw them at your big bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's time for <laughs> CJ Plug. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. China Jedi Plug. So, Miwa, do you uh, have uh, something you wish to talk about? Yes. Enlighten the listeners about? Um, it's you, a you. lovely restaurant in Fafa New Century called La Bottega. Oh, La Bottega. That's the, yes. the Indian one, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds be, very Indian, yeah. <laughs> it used to be Jewel um, of India, but I, I don't know when they opened, a few months ago or six months ago. Oh, okay, um, no, it's an yeah, Italian yeah. restaurant now. You like that place, don't you? Like there, I love it. You go there for your meat, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah you yeah, like also, going to Italians for meat? Yeah. Yeah. Friday nights they do ladies' night, so I've gone there like a few times. What do you get for ladies' night? Yeah, you, Just you, uh, we you, get uh, you, alcoholic drinks all for free. They have like oh, six they don't different serve ladies. No. So okay. can you imagine? If we have men's night, the uproar <laughs> there would be from the young ladies if we have a men's night. Why is that? It's very why? double standards, yeah. isn't it? Why do they only offer... It's not very, it's not very interracial, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true, isn't it? I think we should, next time they have that, we should go down there with our billboards and demand men's <laughs> yeah. rights. Can we put yeah. our billboards over our, you know... Underpants. Yeah, we'll go down naked with just a billboard. <laughs> do, you, do you know why they don't do it, Anthony? It's because people like you... We we'll go down there, take advantage, take advantage <laughs> and then you try and take advantage of the women that are there, 
And then you probably get into fights because you're too drunk. I That's don't exactly. get into fights. Bald-headed people do. <laughs> okay, so what's it called? La, La, La Bottega. So La Bottega. Uh, actually, I know Marcello is one of the owners. Oh, lovely guy, yeah. Italian guy, For great cook. Chef. Yeah. Always said they should have called the place Marcello's because I can't pronounce La Bottega very well. La Bottega means like a craft, like a craft place somewhere that someone created as their craft in yeah. Italian. So, of course, their craft is Italian food. And it's very good, nice. Good grub. Yeah. You've been there, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. We went there not so long ago. Your right? ex-boss paid for a meal there once, didn't he, for us? Uh, nice. Well, I gave us some freebies, right, I think. Yeah, he brought them out. Nothing like a good freebie, eh? Well, ex-partner, not boss. Ex Tell you what. Dickhead. If I got 100 RMB for every free meal I got in China, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid in food here. Do a lot of time, don't you? Charlie is very generous when <laughs> yeah, it comes to food, food, that's for sure. Surprisingly, I'm not so fat. Anyway, thank Chris, you for that. you have a plug? Oh, yes, pluggy plug, plug, plug. Well, episode 20, I'm surprised we've actually got to this, so um, a high five there for, for both Ooh. of us. Yeah, hey. uh, It's obviously great to have such an esteemed guest on, although you can be rather trying sometimes. Um, that's my wife, and also you, but I didn't mean that in that sentence. But yes, yeah, so episode 20, um, of course... We've got the China Jedi show, which of course this is. We do lots of games and funny stuff. And then, of course, we've now got another show called the China Jedi Tour, which is where we go out and, and do something like we were in Kaiping last weekend. We had lots of fun, yeah. Yeah, we went to music festivals, this kind of stuff. That's going to be released soon, so that'll be a funny one. You are particularly stupid, as always. Brilliant. On, on that, Anthony. I aim to please. And we're going to be doing another a China Jedi talk show soon, where we're going to be um, speaking to people in different cities in China as well, which should be interesting. That'll be another different angle on China. So, listeners, um, whoever is listening now, and I hope it's not just... All three of you. <laughs> All three of us in the studio. Yeah, three's pretty good. Um, that's one a month. No, uh, if you are listening, please, um, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on all of these um, podcast channels, website, chinajedi.com. Please, if anything, subscribe on iTunes and give us a review. That gets us up the ratings and say how bad or how good or how okay Anthony is. Um, and myself of course at the end yeah good so, call yeah really it is about that China Jedi thanks for listening and we hope to continue to do more yeah rock on hmm. okay mine is pod on yeah a website because I'm getting into my uh, plant eating <laughs> so you're getting into your what website my plant, my, my plant <laughs> eating now well because I'm trying to steer my away from meat eating. right uh -huh. well because I always loved animals very very much I have an affinity with animals is it animalporn.com no oh. <laughs> pigbackdoor.com <laughs> <laughs> um, piggy squeals yeah they're on your favourite no, tabs it's yeah not. okay um, no molesting of animals involved completely the opposite in fact uh, yeah trying to avoid meat and getting into my uh, plant eating so I discovered a, an interesting website that does articles on all sorts of things you know it gives advice on uh, recipes and articles about famous vegans and what have you it's called riseofthevegan.com oh. yes so yeah check it out listeners even you know if you still eat meat you know each to their own if that's what you want to do but I would advise you know if you can start eating less meat great good on you eat more veggies and if you want some tips on doing so riseofthevegan.com yeah. sounds like a kind nice. of Lord of the Rings-esque movie though, it should be a out, movie shouldn't it, it? Rise. Is, this, is this some like personal oh, I'm the vegan <laughs> I'm personal, no no it's a website that discusses you. all sorts of different things articles yeah. and 
So you're a veganist? I'm trying to be. Yeah. I have the odd slip up now and again where, you know, I might enjoy, say, yeah. some sushi or something. Down yeah. The Japanese, oh, why not, mate? I'm well, trying, my meat consumption has diminished hugely. I eat way much less meat now. Way, way much, much more. less meat. That doesn't sound right, does it? Way less meat now. I, I mean, I, I hear Anthony's sentiments. I always tell my wife we should cut down on meat. I mean, I'm practically a vegetarian. I have meat sometimes because I do enjoy it, but... And uh, like our home, you know, like you convinced us to stay vegetarian during, during the week. During the week, yeah, finally yes. got that one down. Yeah. So <laughs> I have really reduced it. That's good. But not well. just for the sake of animals, right? For the oh, sake no. of ourselves and for the sake of the environment, because modern yeah. farming now is being proven to create yeah. so much pollution. Yeah, we should do we should do more on this, I think, as the pods meander on. But for sure, there's health issues, there's environmental issues, there's moral issues um, in the animals. Many, so, many issues. So what's it called? Rise of the Rise banana? Rise of the vegan. Rise of, Rise of the vegan. <laughs> okay, it's time for the guess who answer. We've got to remember. Okay, guess who? Would you like some more? Uh, yeah, go on, whack us out. Extra clues? Yes, please. Sounded a bit wrong, didn't he? It did, didn't it? Yeah. You're whacking anything, I'm going to whack you with a stick. What was that website called again? Rise of the Vegan. <laughs> he has had several movies made about his life. Yeah. Which are The Legend is Born in 2010, The Grandmaster in 2013, and a trilogy of well-known movies actually named after his his actual name. So the movies What's are named after called? him. What? <laughs> and no, do you want a really big clue? I don't Go know on. if I should give you this one. Maybe make it Go too on. easy. <laughs> Listeners, you all know this. I know you. Right, you I'll put you in things. a Wing Chun headlock. The biggest clue: his most famous student is Bruce Lee. Have you curveballed me? Uh, it's not Donnie Yen then. It's not to do with Donnie Yen, it man. Donnie Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen was the guy who. Training Wing Chun under the guy I thought it was. Ip Man. Donnie Yen. The guy that's in all the adverts and the garages and stuff in right. China. Ooh. Ooh. So he trained Bruce Lee. Okay, I don't know the name. I know who it is. It's like... I was about to say Wang Chun, but that's the actual... Oh, so <laughs> it could possibly be named after him. It's two words. Meanwhile, you have a clue? Nope. Is it two syllables, yeah? Yes. Okay. Does the first syllable begin with W? Am I giving you another clue? Well, because normally no. when I'm in the seat, I do no, give you a rhyming. No. Okay, so can you give us a rhyme that goes with it? Because I know who it is. <laughs> no. I want to. I, I want to no stumble idea. you for a change. <laughs> okay, well, it's glad I do know who it is and then. It, it, <laughs> it's none other than Rainbow Wolf. <laughs> 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 no, do you know who's my nanny? I know who it is, but I can't remember the name. And I, I know listeners have, yeah. are going to be thinking that as well. Make one up, then. Uh, I'm going to go Wing Chun. Okay. You Meanwhile, you conjure up a comical name. Wong Kok. Oh, good lord. All right. <laughs> just one? You have to just one? <laughs> yeah, that might need to be edited, <laughs> listeners. Did you say one cock? I think she meant oh, Mon, Mon Cock. Ah, Mon Cock. The wrong cock. A wrong cock. Okay, I think That's why you're a Sith. Let's speed this on, wrong shall we? Cock. Let's speed this on. <laughs> oh, you're going to kick yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I actually know 
Who is it? No, who is you it? actually said it. Yes, Donnie N. No, it's Yip Man. I was going to say that. Really, I was going to say that. Yip Man. Well, you should have done that. You know, you can't normally say that now. Seriously. You're too late. But I thought Yip Man was just a name, like, made up name. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's known as Yip Man, Yip Man, also Yip Kai Man, and his Chinese name, Ye Wen. Yeah, he went. Yay when? So yeah, when, when yay? Ah yeah. Remember I asked him if it would begin with W? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't thinking his Chinese name. Hiya! Uh, Anthony, fight! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool guy, you I know. He, um, interesting life. And the fact that he taught Bruce Lee as well. So, mm. yeah, we have him uh, responsible for bringing uh, Wing Chun around the world. Thank yeah. you, uh, Thank you Ip Man. It's a good so, movie, good movies actually, you should watch those. With yeah, Dom exactly, Yen. the very trilogy, then a yeah, new one quite recently. Filmed in 4 actually, a lot of them, yeah. Very good. So, uh, thank you listeners for listening. Time now to enjoy a, uh, a song, Last Emperor Song, by a band called The Sleepwalkers. Yeah, they played at the Magic Island recently. And oh. their song is called Rainbow Wolf. Based in Guangzhou, yeah. So there we go. I hope you enjoy it, listeners. Thank you very much. Hope to, uh, hope, well, hear you. I hope you hear us next time. And thank you, Miwa. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you, me. And Chris, Sith of the Week. This is China <laughs> Jedi. This is China Jedi, people. Goodbye. <laughs> Junkyard on the northeast side of town, oh, playing a homemade bass so loud, he shook the ground. Yeah. Yeah. A pleasure dome of excess occupies his mind, oh, he's shopping with an impulse online.
played the violin you never hear the sound Cause after midnight his disease is talking much too loud yeah. Hey, hey, hey far from finished He's a freelance lunatic But there's too much in your window there We'll never stand The toothless barracuda Swimming alone in Reno So thunderously silent Your ears bleed Hey, hey, hey Here comes the rainbow listening to the China Jedi podcast, shining humor, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.